Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 154 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how. How do we start? How do we start? Why are we starting? Where do we start? Why are we doing it in the first place? We are going to get into all of that. That is probably the most asked question I get. How do you get started? How do you dip your toe into the sobriety pool? Or maybe you're just sober curious. Or maybe you don't know what the hell is going on with your relationship with alcohol and you just want to hear some advice and maybe a good story. Well, you are in the right place. So let's get down to business. First and foremost, with this question, how do you start? Well, I wish I could just give you a simple answer of like Bob and he's going to give you some magic beans or pills or whatever you need to start, stop, whatever you need some solace to. It's not the answer. Fortunately, spoiler alert, that's not how any of this works. So let's talk about why. Why you would start. Well, my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of have a feeling that alcohol isn't your best friend or not anymore, or you guys are on the outs. So why do we need to look at our relationship with alcohol? The long and short of it, maybe it's not making you happy anymore. Maybe it's not doing the trick or fulfilling all the promises that it once had. Once you realize why we're looking at our relationship with alcohol, then we can get into how we start. So first and foremost, this, these steps, I should say, are from my own personal experience. This is what I had to do in order to wrap my head around and actually value 
sobriety or change for that matter or myself actually why am i worth changing for why why would i take something away that i've been using for so long to cope with maybe difficult situations in life such as stress um, difficult feelings that i didn't want to sit with why would i take away that one thing that was supposedly and i put this in quotation marks supposedly helping and fixing everything in my life so step number one being honest and i'm not talking about being honest with the people around you but being honest with yourself i think we get caught up in how our life looks like because i'll be honest with you my life looked pretty damn awesome you know, if I, if I wrote down on paper what I was up to, where I lived, what I did for work, my life would sound pretty damn cool. And it was. It just wasn't the life that I necessarily needed or wanted. So just to backtrack there, um, when I got sober, I was living in L.A. Um, I had been living in L.A. for probably hmm, eight years at this point. Yeah, eight years. And I was a full-time club DJ. So I traveled for work. I played at all the cool nightclubs, the hotspots all around LA, Vegas, Palm Springs. I even got to travel outside of the country. I went to Germany twice. Um, I went to Spain, Mallorca. Um, it sounded like a really awesome job. And it was. It was really cool. It just wasn't awesome for me. Um, I was also, you know, the, the, the requirements of this job is I was uh, paid to party. It was actually very rare when I wouldn't drink at work, which sounds totally ironic. Like who drinks at work? That's when you're supposed to be being a responsible person. Um, but it was encouraged. My job was paying, paid to party. So that also was really tough. It was tough because I had to, I felt like I had to live up to this persona, this party girl persona, which sometimes I just didn't want to do. It takes a lot of energy to party when you don't want to. It actually takes a lot of energy to do anything that you don't want to do. I think everyone can agree with that. So first and foremost, I had this like really cool life <laughs> on paper. I was living in LA. I had the car that I wanted. I had the, the apartment that I wanted. I had the job that I thought I wanted, right? We think we want all these things. We're looking at this. We have our little clipboard and our checklist and we're going through it all. And it looks good, but honestly, it didn't feel good. So backing up this, you know, glamorous lifestyle on paper, I was lonely. I was depressed. I was not impressed by the person I was or how I was acting or what I was doing with my life. I had to admit to myself that as good as it looked, it didn't feel good. 
None of this felt great. I wasn't happy. So admitting the first step was being honest with myself. Like really, really honest. Like none of this was making me happy. Nothing, nothing that I was doing or on a regular basis in my life wasn't making me happy. It wasn't being my true kind of authentic self in a, in a, in a way. So the actions that I were doing was not contributing to my happiness. And I believe that those actions that I was doing, aka drinking and using drugs, was because I wasn't truly happy with who I was or how I was acting in the world. So, you know, if you, a, a career and a job is a big part of your life, right? We put a lot of stress, we put a lot of pressure on to uh, what we do to, to survive, basically, right? A, a job is, is kind of out of survival in some respects. It's how you make money, it's how you pay your rent, it's how you pay your bills. So it takes up a lot of time and energy, And I've said this before, and I'm definitely going to say it again. If you are just doing a job strictly for the money, that is probably the fastest track to to being unhappy with your life. Because if you don't like your job other than any for anything else than money, oof, that is a really tough position to be in. It feels like you're in jail. And I definitely felt like that, right? Like I had all these things i had rent i had all these bills due that i had to do, had to i had to work at something that i necessarily didn't love but i had to do this in order to survive and that's a really that's a, a lot of pressure and so what happened when that pressure kept building and building and building and i kept trying to release that pressure with uh couple beers here, a couple shots here, a couple glasses of wine here, a couple lines there. Mm. Spoiler alert, uh, that doesn't take any of the pressure off. If anything, it adds to that pressure cooker and it that pressure cooker then becomes a freaking volcano. So fun times. Um, what happened is I began to have extremely, extremely bad anxiety attacks. So to the point where I couldn't go to work. I could barely stand still for more than 30 seconds. I literally felt like I was going to crawl out of my own skin. Like my stomach was just turning and I felt like I felt like my inner body was working faster or trying to escape, if you will, um, from my current state or my current position. That's a pretty scary, scary feeling. And so once the anxiety attacks really kicked into full force, um, I couldn't even stand still long enough to change a song, which literally takes maybe 10 seconds. And I quickly saw, okay, if I can't go to work, if I can't pay my bills, if I can't fend for myself, because I was all alone in LA. Yes, I have family, but they're in Canada. Um that this is it. I'm going to be out on the street. I quickly saw how easy and and fast this downward spiral can happen. And I don't think that was necessarily my rock bottom, but it definitely led me to step two. And that is 
you know, after admitting, admitting that I wasn't happy, this was not the life that, that I had promised my younger self. Um, step two was what needs to change to make me happy? And what actually makes me happy? Actually, let's back it up to that. What even makes me happy? You know, so I went through my life with this fine tooth comb and I kind of dissected my, my life by weeks, days, hours. And was I even doing anything <laughs> in my day-to-day life that I actually enjoyed or was I just on autopilot or waiting around to go to a job that I didn't necessarily like? And it took a lot of energy out of me and it was so draining. And so I had to just isolate myself and try and get myself in the mood. See, it just, it's so much. It's so much energy to to do something that you don't want to do. Am I right? So what actually does make me happy? And why am I not doing that? So when you break it down, what actually makes you happy you'd be really surprised to find that it, it is relatively small things. You know, besides um, wanting a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, which, you know, go for it, girl, um, is not outside the norm. But these things that, w- that we tend to forget that we find happiness in are relatively, in the grand scheme of things, kind of small, right? There is of what happiness is. And so I, I kind of looked and I'm like, well, what needs to change in order to do more things that make me happy? And not a lot needed to change. I just need to stop doing the stuff that didn't make me happy. I know this sounds very ridiculous and very maybe elementary, but this is, this is the key to, to kind of hacking your happiness, if you will. This is the key to figuring out what makes you tick and and why maybe you're leaning on a substance or an outside source that is really an inside job. I understand that that sounds extremely cheesy. I just felt that as it came out of my mouth, but it's so true. This is exactly what I needed to do. I needed to make myself happy because no one else was going to. Not my partner, not my family, not my best friend, not my favorite bottle of alcohol, not my favorite bottle of champagne, not my favorite drug dealer. None of them were going to fill this, this void in myself. It was up to me. It was up to me to do the work and figure out what I even liked. What makes me happy? What makes me excited? I had no idea. So I went, again, I went through my life and I love going to the beach. I love being around water. I maybe, and I lived in LA, I maybe went to the beach maybe once or twice a month. Actually, let's be honest. It's like once every two months, if that. I just put it on the back burner. I didn't make myself a priority. I didn't make my happiness a priority. And in turn, I got kind of swallowed up by what I like to call the easy buttons, right? Which are instant gratification, um, which 
manifests or looks like, uh, for my case, alcohol. Alcohol, drugs, people. Again, using anything and everything outside of me to find and fill this happiness. So number two, and I guess... Number three kind of leads into the, the, the obvious question is, why don't I do these things, right? If I could look at my life and figure out what I actually like to do, okay, what needs to change in order to make these a part of my life, well, then why, why don't I do them? What's stopping me? Me. I was stopping me. Uh, I think we, we get caught up in the way, again, the way things look as opposed to the way things feel. We are living in a society where we have so much information, right? We have everything. We know that alcohol and drugs are bad for our body. They're bad for our health. They're bad for our mental health. They're bad for our relationships, right? We know this. We, can, we could recite statistics and crap and numbers and you know all this information all day long we have so much information at our fingertips what we are neglecting to do is feel and to feel them so a big thing is feelings are scary scary feelings can be scary right they can be uncomfortable they can be hard they can feel isolating maybe um You've grown up thinking that feelings are bad, that there are right and wrong feelings, there's good and bad feelings, and that's just not true. I definitely, if no one has told you this or you've never heard this before, but there is no right or wrong, good or bad feelings. Feelings are feelings, you feel them for a reason, either to protect you, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off you safe to alert you to something feelings are are meant to be felt and I think my biggest question would be to anyone who is thinking of of making changes so making changes to your relationship with alcohol what are you afraid of What comes up that you are afraid of? So number four is taking accountability for making you a priority. Looking at those fears, recognizing them, working through them, and putting you first anyways. Putting what you need to do for yourself to feel better, to, again, hack your happiness, um, because you need to make yourself a priority. And that's not selfish, or you can think it's selfish, or you can think whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it's, it's true. And putting yourself first does not mean putting others last. Putting yourself first means, like that analogy, putting your, safe, your air mask on in the airplane before you help others. Because if you're not at your your peak performance or you know you you don't have your needs met it's very hard to help others when you are maybe running on a quarter tank or let's be honest probably eh, screeching by it almost empty it's too much energy to go around and you need to take care of yourself first fill up your tank and then you are more more than capable to help others 
So number four, accountability and making you a priority. Why don't we do this? Well, because it's hard. It's very uncomfortable, especially for women, putting ourselves first before our families, our loved ones, our friends. You know, we, we want to be, <laughs> and I say this, quote unquote, good because we want to be accepted. We want to maintain that connection in our relationships. And so sometimes in order to do that, we find ourselves on the low end of the totem pole. And putting ourselves first and making ourselves a priority feels extremely uncomfortable. It feels very selfish. It feels bad, for lack of better words. It feels isolating if you know going through this journey can definitely feel isolating and alone and like you're the only person or kind of an alien in um, amongst your community or your your social circles so in that in that regard it's I can see it's it's hard right it doesn't feel great right off the jump definitely scary So I want to come back to that question of what are you afraid of or what are you scared of? If you were to put yourself first, what are you afraid that would happen? I think for me, in in my my journey and changing my relationship with alcohol and in turn myself, I think that I was afraid that I would disappoint people that I would lose that connection and that I would be alone, that no one would maybe understand me, um, that I wouldn't get the attention that I was needing or seeking from those. I, I definitely thought that I would be alone. And that's really scary, right? Think about it. Like, I think that's one of our biggest fears as as human beings is being alone. Like, what do we do to someone who has committed a crime? We isolate them from the world. We put them in jail. We put them in a cell. What happens when you're in jail and you, again, have done something wrong or quote-unquote bad? You get thrown in isolation, You are completely alone. You are completely shut off from daylight, you know, sometimes even like sound, noises, no human interaction. It is like the end all be all. Being alone for a lot of people is absolutely terrifying. So no wonder it's really scary and it's hard to make changes and make changes to a relationship with alcohol that you have been using for so many years to cope with these fears and these feelings around just existing and being a human in society. It's very, very understood. I think it's actually very natural to feel that way. And so taking away this thing that you've used to cope with these feelings of being uncomfortable or just feelings in general, right? Good, bad feelings um, is, is absolutely terrifying. And I completely understand. But in the same regard, I'm so 
happy to be having these conversations and to be having this platform and podcast and um, all the work that we're doing um, to make women feel less alone in this because you're not the only person who is feeling this way you're not the only person who is going through hard times and feeling uncomfortable and maybe feeling selfish and feeling like this is an isolated event and you need to do this on your own and you need to white knuckle it through these feelings and emotions Um, you know different strokes for different folks hey if you thrive alone rock on and if you don't uh, I just want you to know that you have a team who loves and respects you and that appreciates your honesty and is here that has your back at any capacity and any level that you need Um, and to be honest I started a sober girl's guide because I didn't, you know, way back in the day, I'm dating myself, um, I couldn't find or kind of relate to a community or a group that I felt understood or I felt seen at. Um, you know, I, I felt like I had a lot of things that were different about me and at times I felt that was too much to fit into one specific group or box or what have you. Um, And I want you to know that A Sober Girl's Guide is here to encompass all those boxes, all those, those niches that you might feel you fit in. We have a space for you. We absolutely have a space for you. So just to kind of wrap up and touch base about how to start and where to start. I think those steps are really crucial into kind of wrapping your, your brain around why, cha- why you would change a relationship that maybe you have been getting a reward or you've definitely been getting a reward or you've de- definitely been getting some payoff from. And to change a relationship of that nature is really tough. And so what needs to be done is definitely, and you, you've probably heard this term many a times before, but it's a shift in mind, in your mindset, right? Is drinking, is this relationship with alcohol, is it really making you happy? And if it is, awesome, great, good for you, no judgment. And if this relationship with alcohol isn't making you happy, good great, good for you, no judgment, we are here to help. So let's get this party started. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. Um, We love to hear your comments and suggestions. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about asobergirlsguide.com. We have a blog that is lock stocked and loaded, so you don't have to be, uh, full of how-tos, tricks, and tips to make it through your sobriety or your sober curiosity. Whatever level of sobriety you are looking for, we got you covered. We got your back. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.